Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Danica. I'm Boar. I'm Brandon. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot about movies and television that's uh, been delighting our brains lately, and um, a little bit of science and technology, and we'll see what comes up. This show is where we talk about basically the full pop culture cornucopia of the nerd world, and so we're just going to crack that bitch right open right now and here and now but first and see what's inside and see what's inside hopefully a creamy chewy center i hope it's mm. a gummy bear and a cigarette mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh your your post Ew. your post coitus uh regimen yeah <laughs> no it's actually pre but okay <laughs> <laughs> it gets them going it gets the juices flowing and then you got those wonderful cigarette kisses <laughs> flavored yeah. with a hint of gelatin love those cigarette kisses I don't know, I don't know who you're coitusing with but. cigarette kisses that's why I don't kiss them on the mouth <laughs> that's why I have a deep voice my voice is like deep and coarse because of all the cigarettes I smoke obviously awesome. wow wait I thought obviously I thought you were eating them with the gummy bears I eat my cigarettes he lights it and then he eats it he eats at least half of them oh. <laughs> <laughs> well I always get it backwards I light the gummy bear and then that melts to my fingers and burns, and then I get really upset and smoke the cigarette afterwards. Well, like, you know, like Sean Spicer's stomach is full of uh, gum, yours is full of cigarette butts. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Yeah, it is. You can, uh, you can digest the tobacco, but the, uh, the filters, they just don't, they well, just don't go. people don't understand that that's how you repair your lungs. You inhale the filter afterwards, and it filters the toxins directly <laughs> in your lungs. You well, just, you keep it there. Hmm. The filter just sits in your lungs. All day long. That's, that's amazing. It's one of those like surprising facts that you don't realize, like uh, like how um, fireworks improve the ozone layer. You could go up to a car muffler and inhale while it's on, and the filter just catches it all in your lungs directly. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so, well, what have you been up to, Brandon, lately, that is? Uh, I've been designing style sheets so that websites can be viewed on mobile devices in portrait and landscape mode at various, uh, pixel ratios. Fascinating. Yeah, that now, is very fascinating, isn't it? Have you, have you ever talked about how you're, you're in the process of migrating jobs? Nope. Like a bird. <laughs> migrating a job. Just do out I, of nowhere, he's doing style sheets. Do I migrate north or south, though? I don't know. Birds that migrate east and west, or jobs, that is, that's what I'm talking about. It's really stupid. No one should migrate east and west. Anyway, uh, back to jobs. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing some basic web development, CSS, HTML, JavaScript stuff, and programming in C, and then I'll move on from there until I can find a job, you know, that is better than where I'm working. 
Although I work for Amazon now, the sky's the limit. <laughs> so we'll see. Boy, the human workforce is really important to Amazon. You yeah. should you should hold on to that one. You know, they will need drone pilots, and apparently, so said the instructor that one time I did it. I'm a natural because I played video games my whole life. So. Are they going to need drone pilots to, to deliver stock, groceries? To stock the shelves? No, just the, we'll deliver things to your door. Oh, you want this things? bottle of ketchup? <laughs> Boop, organic ketchup straight to your door. <laughs> and then I'm going to spy on you. In I the don't think they'll before. have anybody actually piloting those, but there's probably going to be a need for a lot of people to maintain them. Mm. You know, you gotta, maintain. I know how to use a right. screwdriver. Well, you're going to have to charge their batteries because I, I doubt they're probably going to initially have like little launching pods that they land in. And well, actually, that's not <laughs> a bad might, idea. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they won't need anybody to do anything. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I not, can it, can't they do those like those pads you put your cell phone on? That charges them. Yeah, that's Can't what I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, they, they they might just have little connectors that they can. There's like a, there's like a little wang that comes out, and then it just touches the pad when it touches down, and it just it just. Uh, yeah, the only the only bad <laughs> thing about like a wireless QI charging is that it would mm-hmm. be significantly slower than if it made a physical connection. When you got a million drones, but, it doesn't matter. You just got true. you got more ready to go by the time the one's done. But already... still, they're gonna need people to change the little propellers when they go bad. And, I do not need a screwdriver. And stuff I don't like want to brag, guys, but I can uh, use a screwdriver. They'll, they'll need somebody in a little truck to go around and find the ones that crashed into a tree. <laughs> Actually, a robot could probably do that one. Yeah. <laughs> a robot yeah, could drive probably. out and do yes. And eventually, they'll just repair themselves. I, you know. Yeah, no machines. You know. I mean, maybe in like fifty years. I think skylines are going to be really great. We've got these these weird these weird like wasp hives. And the skylines, just like drones coming <laughs> in and out of them at all hours. Do you think they'll start taking smoke breaks? Like when, they get nothing, like when they're charging <laughs> and doing drones. nothing, they just like learn to smoke on their own, like after a while? I think they will. Yeah. But they'll smoke microchips or something cool like that. Plus, oh, you got mean those... like vapes? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> drones are just going to vape. You're, you're going to see a drone come in your house and see a vape show and be like, did he really just fucking vape? <laughs> <laughs> drones are such D-bags. <laughs> How about you, Denica? What you been up to? Sorry, I was about to say um. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say um. Um is, is like poison for podcasts, which is why I slowly kill each and every episode we put out. Use the Japanese version. You can't catch you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have been uh, reading a thousand books as usual. And uh, yesterday I went to the Kennedy Space Center for the first time. I know most of the people on Nerdy Show that are here physically mm. at Nerdy Show headquarters tend to be from Florida. So that's not necessarily new for I'm them. I'm not. Most of them. Anyway, so I've, <laughs> I've lived here for like 10 years and I've never been before, but a bunch of friends and I went yesterday and it was not what I imagined. Did you like seeing where space came from? Where space, <laughs> yes. That's yes, where space enjoyed, was born. I enjoyed seeing I where space was born. Uh, no, but the really cool thing that was there that I didn't even realize was that the space shuttle Atlantis is actually like retired there, but they turned it into a whole. It's, it's a theme own, park ride. It's yeah. I, actually, there is a ride in that building, but it's <laughs> not in the shuttle. <laughs> I recently went there too for like the first time ever. I've I've lived here for like six years and I haven't gone. And uh, I I kind of experienced the same thing you did. Do you want Do you want to explain the Atlantis exhibit? Because it I I was sure. kind of like. I don't know. Like, I didn't know what was happening when I went into it because I didn't, like, look into what they have at the Kennedy Space Center. I was like, oh, it's probably just a little museum or whatever. 
And then, you know, I went into the Atlantis exhibit and they're just kind of like shuffling you into a little line. And I was like, what are, what are we waiting for? But, right. So, yeah. So I, I went with my friends and and I had no idea what it was like either. I, I, I also thought it was just like maybe one hangar with some boring crap in it. And I know there was like a bus ride where you could like, there's the launch pad like six miles away. Right. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. And it does have that. But it's actually when I when we got there, it was like, oh, this is like Epcot. Like it was that like big and made advertisements up like, everywhere <laughs> one of the funny things is, is no. i didn't realize how much uh like outdoors there was to yeah the i was Space like Center. i didn't put any suntan lotion <laughs> that was my <laughs> exact problem when i showed up i saw people like putting sunscreen on and i was like wait is this outside at all because i thought that this was just like go into a room <laughs> And there's some exhibits, and then you leave. NASA scientists are tan, man. (laughs) And they're ripped. Right. So, yeah. So, the main park, like, it's like Epcot. Like, there's a lot of indoor. Like, all of the things are indoors, but you have to walk outdoors a lot to get to them. They've Um, got a rocket garden. There, yeah, there's a rocket garden, which is outdoors, and that's great with, like, old retired. I I wasn't sure if those were replicas or the actual rockets. It's hard to tell sometimes. Why would NASA need replicas? Yeah, it, it's hard to tell sometimes with the stuff. Um, but so the very last thing we did was the Atlantis building. Like I, didn't, I didn't think we were even going to go in there. Um, but somebody wanted to go to the gift shop that was in there or something. Oh, Boy, it's a good thing you went in there. So yeah, no, it's a good thing I went in there. So yeah, so they shuffle you in, you're in a line, and someone, I think, looked something up, was like, oh yeah, there's, I think there's like a, a film or something, this should take like 12 minutes. Well, yeah, they they, they shuttle you, like you wait in a line, shuttle. and then they, they put you into a little room. And then Poseidon and then they comes like, out. They, they play like a movie that seems like it's one of those theme park movies, like, it's like a, before you get into a 3D ride or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a... You know, like night, setting you up for the recreation uh, recreation a recreation of i guess when the nasa team was tasked with making the show (laughs) it was like a dramatization yeah it was a dramatization of of, uh (laughs) the 60s the the what happened before the shuttle program happened like they're like we gotta get to we we gotta make a reusable uh shuttle that that can go up and come back down and then we can use it again you know like in the well, the it, first it was like a shuttle. It launched in 81, but it took 12 years for them to do it. <laughs> Noobs? Yeah. <laughs> well, 12 years. It was the first I could do time that, that they, in like It was a the day. first time that NASA had made a reusable spacecraft, like that any part of it was reusable. But really, it totally so, yeah. felt like a theme park ride. Yeah. Like the quality <laughs> of the film and everything. Mm-hmm. But then what they do is they after that, then they open the doors and then you walk into another theater <laughs> and they start making you watch this like yet another movie, but this one's at least really huge and like all right. around you i made a joke room. that we were in the lake eola amphitheater it's a domed projection thing right um but i mean but that's the experience changes immediately right right yeah. yeah so so you watch it's another film and this one's like mostly cg and like more oh dra- there's some more there's some more like actual footage there's and some stuff. it's like i guess it's 50 50 but yeah. a lot of there was a lot of like panning over the ship and a lot of that was cg mm-hmm. Um, and so they've got some really giant speakers in the man, room. They, yeah, so you're watching that, but then <laughs> the movie ends. And it, for a second, like I heard some kind of like clicking stuff because we were actually like right up front of the screen and I heard some kind of noises and like, okay, I think something's going to open up because this can't be it. And the floor opened. So the screen goes transparent <laughs> and then you see the shut- the Atlanta shuttle. Well, and, and the video right you've in been front watching. Of you, like you've been watching them. Was, was, like, was like being at... Like at Canaveral, am I am I mixing up my experience? No, like at the end of the video, I'm pretty sure they have like a shuttle in the video, and then like they kind of there's seem- a rocket launch at the end. 
No, I think they show oh, like the shuttle in the at the very end of the video, like it's in space or something, like orbiting, and then like yeah. it just goes clear, and then the actual shuttle is behind the screen, right? And it splits open, and then you walk out into this gigantic multi-story museum. Yep, it's right. like three stories tall, and the uh, spatial Atlantis is. I think they have it tilted at like a forty-five degree. Yeah, angle. something like that. But that like, is the best angle. The th- <laughs> Um, the thing is, you're like no, like if, if you ever if you ever go to do this, audience, stand in the front because as soon as that screen goes clear, you are nose to nose with the shuttle. Yeah, and like then, it feels like. I mean, there was a guy who actually reached out and touched like a panel that was open because he was that is illegal, freaking seven feet tall and like teasing <laughs> the kids he was with that they couldn't do it. Unless they grow, <laughs> unless they grow seven feet. tall. But that's how close you are to it. Somebody who is seven feet tall could reach out and touch the edge of the shuttle. But it's really cool. Like they have the actual Atlantis shuttle, and the the bay doors are like wide open, and they have some of the arms extended, and that all say Canada all over them. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can you can peer right into it. And I've seen the Who one in Los Angeles. I've seen the one in DC, and this is the best display by far. There's one in New York that I haven't seen. I've um, been to the the what the Air and Space, Air and Museum, Space Museum in DC. Yeah. You're saying this was better than that because I was only there for five minutes because running did, through it. Did you go to the See, there's there's two air and space museums. In what? DC. There's the one that's out by Dulles Airport where they keep all the big stuff. No, I saw it in like the center. Yeah, if you go to the one out by Dulles Airport, you're going to see the space shuttle. You're going to see a Concorde. Oh, you're going to see go back. a ton of amazing, weird, funky satellites. You're going to see the Enola Gay. Um, it's it's and it's just they like, have a bomb there. It's just a bunch of. <laughs> that's probably why they keep <laughs> it so far away. That's Batman <laughs> and Little Boy. Um, but but there's <laughs> there's just plain. It's just a bunch of hangers, a bunch of really classy hangers. You can see them, like, look down on them doing restorations of, like, World War II experimental German planes and stuff, and hmm. it's wild. So, so at, uh, at NASA, all the stuff you did there, which didn't sound like a whole lot, but that took all day, and how, how much of the park did you, of NASA, did you get to actually see? May, not even 50%, because... The the things that come like it's fifty dollars to get in and that doesn't come with everything. There's a bunch of add on stuff that we didn't get, but just the things that you get alone with the fifty dollar ticket take more than a day. There's a bus ride, like I said, like out to go see. Yeah, I took that. Like you go past all the the assembly buildings and the launch pads, and then they take you to another part of the Saturn V slash Apollo building where yeah they have the original mission control there. Is the assembly building the giant one we always see in the distance and you're like, it doesn't look that big, but it's like, but it's like a 50 story empty room that I I heard it has its like own atmosphere. Like they have to control it or clouds will form in the top of it. Yeah, that's true. Right. So so that the bus ride to do that and then to get to the, the Saturn V slash Apollo center area, which has its own like museum stuff and, I think um, they said something on the, like on the like two bus ride hours. that that building can yeah. hold like four Empire State buildings or something by volume or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he said something like that. And then some, oh, the the other sta- you said, said the Statue of Liberty. He said yeah. you could roll the Statue of Liberty in there through one of the big yeah, doors easily. holding, I don't remember which rocket, but one of the older rockets, like holding it straight up and it still wouldn't <laughs> yeah. touch the ceiling. The, Ameri- the American flag you see in the distance hanging off it is apparently 20 21, stories. 21 it doesn't stories. look that big. Yeah, it's enormous. From the distance, but yeah. yeah um, I there's Which somebody be aware of when you're planning any trip to uh, Kennedy Space Center is that they have limited availability programs and so on. Things will change. Things will become available because, you know, there's the museum that's on site and then there's the remote museum that's the one where they have the saturn V rocket you have to take a bus to and uh don't miss out on that because the scale of seeing that rocket is incredible um 
but also there's other material out there. For example, um, I've been to actually to the launch pads and like gone and walked in and around them, like touched oh, spaces. Cool. I didn't that know were, they like, let people bathed in atomic fire. Um, <laughs> Those are the bonus things that are like an extra twenty five dollars. That we you got your superpowers. Thing. <laughs> well, and if they're available, because depending on what's happening, they might not be. Right. Um, and I've also been inside the the uh, vehicle assembly building. Um, and it's it's cool. It's yeah, that wasn't available when I was there because yeah. I don't know they're doing something to it. <laughs> There's a launch tonight, so I think there oh, is was there? some stuff that wasn't available. Well, if you're listening to this, uh, the launch already happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you missed out. Go back in time, look, watch it's it on but, YouTube. It's about an hour from now. Yeah, Kennedy Space Center is amazing. I. You, you might think living in Orlando, we go to theme parks a lot. I mean, speaking personally, I don't. Theme parks uh, are for I tourists. Theme parks. But yeah. I go to Kennedy Space Center at least once a year. Like, what's, at least. What's really cool is even if you don't, you can go out to the east and just, there's a bunch of wilderness and wildlife reserves out there, and you can see the assembly building out there. Uh, if yeah. you get too close, though, the NASA bees come out of the ground, <laughs> which are dangerous. <laughs> they have bees? built a border around NASA where if you get too close, these bees come out of the dirt. And we'll come after you. I have experienced this, and it's scary. They're NASA bees. And they got... Uh, I'm not even joking. There are holes in the ground near all the <laughs> gates, and they will come out of the ground. Yeah, I will I, film it next time. I prefer going okay. to beaches that are, like, in, in natural wilderness settings. So, like, Canaveral National Seashore, which is out there, mm-hmm. is great. If you want a great nude beach, you can go down to parking lot 13. Which Playa, I do. Playa Linda. You know I've that been I'm there. always looking for one. <laughs> yeah. Always mm. keeping your eyes peeled. It's not legally sanctioned, but uh, they look the other way. <laughs> so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but you might want to. Uh, yeah. Two other things about the Kennedy Space Center. When I went there, I, I did the uh, lunch with an astronaut, which was uh, pretty yeah, interesting. That. That's another thing. Uh, I, I feel horrible that I don't remember his name right, right off the top of my head. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Get it Yeah, we'll right. just go with that. <laughs> um, that, that was really interesting because, you know, he would take questions and... Uh, stuff like that but uh, the other thing is they have an exclusive flavor of Dippin' Dots there I didn't know called, that do they? they called, still have Dippin' Dots? I think they're called yes. Mars Rocks and it's like a uh, it's like an orange sickle it's like a oh. orange sherbet and a vanilla oh that's what my Dippin friend Dots. got then my friend got, yeah. got a, soft, like a soft too. serve twisty and that creamsicle oh, kind of oh, flavor yeah. Dippin' oh. Dots nice yeah you can only get that at Kennedy Space Center supposedly <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a conspiracy that they, the aliens that came back on a NASA ship, they've been sprinkling them in the only place you can find them in the NASA dipping dots, and they've been infecting people who go to NASA for like years. It's possible, and maybe that's why Sean Spicer hates dipping dots so much. Yeah, we'll never know. Yes, <laughs> I love it's all coming dots. together. Isn't that like the second time he's come up on this podcast, and he's never yes. come up before, and hopefully he'll never come up again. I hate that motherfucker, but. Uh. <laughs> uh. Well, I was going to talk about other things, but I think that pretty much... <laughs> no, go for it. That one was fun. <laughs> well, the other one might not be as fun for, for no, everybody. No, you set the star, the standard, so we've got uh, to go with that. Damn mm-hmm. it. Give us another uh, good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. I, Lots I of pressure. I d- discovered a new uh, author recently, just in my voracious reading, uh, since most of my stuff is... Most of the things that I read are through the library, digital loans, sometimes I just have to go through a list of what's available because just like real books, they only have like three digital loans they're allowed to give out at a time. Oh, oh did you? Is it a new Morgan Freeman mm. vampires book? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Sorry. Oh. I really hope she's going to say like J.K. Rowling. I, I just, just discovered J.K. Rowling. There's this thing called Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, his name's uh, Will McIntosh uh, or McIntosh. It's the M C I N. Just like the Apple. Instead of M A C. Or like the cameraman in UHF. Um. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the first book I read, which was uh, called Faller. Um, and the what kind, kind of, of the gist of it, they're science fiction. So the gist of it was that um, a bunch of people wake up with no personal memories and are unable to even read, even though like they know what they're looking at or letters. For some reason, they can't put them together. And the land that they're on, it's as if the earth exploded into like one to 20 mile chunks and are somehow despite the reality of our physics <laughs> floating in our atmosphere okay. not in the vacuum of space that that makes a lot of right, sense. i've already guessed they're in vr they're in a coma they're in the afterlife uh they're dead one of those not, none none <laughs> of the above actually the it's like a some, sequel to the matrix some weird spin on river world and how you know and that experience of not knowing what's up but well, his the uh, the next books I'm I'm reading now is called Hitchers, which I'm almost finished. Um, and there are is it about people getting married or traveling across the country without a vehicle? Ni- neither. Uh, well, then it's a weird title. <laughs> no, well, it is. It's people like people. It's people who- oh, it's about people it who is- hook trailers yes, they, to they, things. They love it. They love it so much. There hasn't been a good book about the people who do that dirty job twenty four seven. Yeah, that's not what it's about. Okay. Damn it, we're anyway, bad at guessing plots. Reading these two books, I've, I've, I've found that he has definite subjects that he goes towards. Um, biological warfare and finding <laughs> lost... Well, Fa- <laughs> <laughs> Faller had, like, the, the, the things about it had to do with biological warfare and physics. And that's how things happened. And then the next book I'm reading also involved biological warfare. And both of them had the theme of finding lost loved ones, but then coming to the conclusion that they're no longer the people for you. Huh. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. So. What his personal experience is like. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see. I, I think I have a third book in my queue from him that I guess is his first YA edition. Uh-huh. So What's we'll a YA? Young adult. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have to see if it may his, the oh, book. That's I, what Yah's queen means. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get you a shirt that says Yas that. Yah's queen. Because <laughs> you love young adult fiction. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, I've liked the book so far. We'll have to see if all of his books are the same shtick over and over because that could get boring. Yeah, right. <laughs> Has he ever combined biological warfare and physics? Like infect people with a virus that makes them lose gravity? <laughs> Just float up as soon as they get like the flu. Like, oh shit. Gravity's a disease. I wouldn't, yeah. I that wouldn't would be say that they were combined in that way, but I would suggest that you read Faller if, if that sounds interesting. Oh, Faller. I get it. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think you do. I don't. Just read the book. All right. Yeah, that'll happen someday. <laughs> <Dun, dun. laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take your word for it. Boar, what you been up to? Uh, well, I've had uh, kind of an interesting time uh, recently. Uh, a while back, uh, my girlfriend and I broke up, so I've been looking for new places to live, and I've uh, been house hunting with good old Trench 88. And, Who's uh, a realtor. I don't know if he's ever he's, mentioned that in the show, but he... I don't think he ever has, but... Uh, <laughs> There's something weird when you have a friend who's a realtor who doesn't tell you he's a realtor. Yeah, but I mean, how often do we bring up our day jobs either? I mean, you do all the time, but other than that... I try not to mention the name of it That's I can. That's true. I'm a graphic designer. I think I've brought um, that up before. But I found a really cool house uh, actually today, and I'm probably going to put an offer on it. So maybe maybe in a future episode, I'll be like, I'm a homeowner. 
So in oh, I can't say it. If people stalk you, they might find the city you live in. I can't say it. Well, they know where we're based, roughly. Oh yeah, they do. Never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, I hope none of you have Snapchat because now now everyone can find out your exact location unless you turn it off. Oh, fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah, there's that. Um, but the uh, other than that, the uh, the Steam sale has been going on. The summer Steam sale. Is there anything good this time? Well, I think there is, but the problem I, there's a there's a problem with it now where the Steam store is a little bit smarter than it used to be, so it's not going to show you stuff that you already have. That's good. Well, that that is a good thing, but to me, I I'm only seeing like titles that I'm not particularly interested in. I guess sometimes, and I own so many games that. Uh, it's not, oh, there's just nothing for not, them to show you anymore. Yeah, there's not a whole lot for them to show you. I think you've got to move on. You're done Bottom with of games. the barrel, licorice popsicle with a little bit of hair on it. Like, that's that's what you're looking at right now. I mean, now. there's some there's some decent ones, but uh, my, my backlog is so filled up that a game really has to be, like, super fantastic for me to want to, like, buy it anymore. Have you tried so. Colonel, uh, wait, Custer's Revenge, right? Custer's Revenge. <laughs> Custer's Revenge. I don't think you've ever well, experienced for the Atari? a game like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it might be in the Steam sale. Never like. have you experienced uh, white colonial physically <laughs> physically raping native people yeah in in, in glorious pixels is that what that is yeah. i thought it was a dude having it's sex awful. with a piece of bubble gum <laughs> like a very large piece i mean of granted gum. the degree to which you have to use your imagination <laughs> to see these horrible things is pretty steep yeah. yeah you might not be into that it's not for everyone but the uh <laughs> like the only thing i purchased so far was the jackbox trilogy i don't even know what jackbox is but it sounds uh, like you don't know jack I mean, it's the Oh, the, Brandon, the newest do, version of do you that. not know it's about like how quiz. you don't know Jack has had this massive cultural resurgence in the past year? I'm not into culture. Yeah, if they're really great party games. Uh, they, they have them on the Switch. If you have a Switch, right? Do you have a lot of parties? No. But he's gonna <laughs> at his new house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gearing up for that. All right. Duh. It is swinging past. No, I've never played. I know of it, but I've never played As it. soon as I have a housewarming party, you can come over and we'll we'll jackbox it up. Yeah, you're just, just going to be jacking together, warming the house. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'll bring my Alexa. They can talk. Yeah. They can grow smarter together. Exactly. We can have an Alexa war. We'll turn our drop-ins on. Oh, It'll be great. You should have a little preschool for your Alexas. We'll have That'd a little pen. So we'll put a little cage around them. I haven't played around with that. Uh, the Alexa now has like the drop-in feature. It's he was trying nice. to get me to enable it. Sweet and I'm pretty Jesus. sure it'll let you just... What uh, is it? What is it? Spy on let me, people. Let me explain what drop-in is. It's a new feature. Oh, oh. Sandy so, was in my living room last <laughs> here's night. Here's what happens. So you, anyone in your contacts, if you share it with Alexa, and they have drop-in turned on, and they have to enable it, you can just say, Alexa, drop-in uh, Sandy. You know, uh, former, long-time uh, you know, guest. But he was trying to do it to me. He was like, turn on drop-in. And I'm like, no. But basically, I say, <laughs> drop in Sandy, and I'm suddenly in control of the speakers in their house, their Alexa. And I can just listen to their dog bark and then start talking to them. And they can do it to me at any time. It doesn't, it doesn't like, it makes a little beep so you know, but they don't, it doesn't need to ask for permission. They just join in. Yeah. And to like, your I think, I think it would light up a little bit. And it's like you. a green ring. Yeah. It's like yeah. a green but ring. But it's wow. cool. You can, it only works with people you, you tell it to make sure it works with them. There's something beautiful and yet simultaneously tremendously deconcerting about it. I just love well, the idea. The idea for it is like checking on grandma type yeah. of a thing or like checking on your kids or <laughs> something like that. You know, it's not, it's not supposed to be for, friends i don't think but i mean you can use it that way if you want <laughs> no it's it's no, it's, it's for invading your children's privacy yeah exactly or if you're being uh, there, there are so many tools for that these days <laughs> sandy enabled it so if she's being robbed she can try to yell at them or you say you get a babysitter and you're like i know a babysitter screwing on the couch i can smell it 
and but, then, <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing is you that's can only you can only for. enable it for your. Well, own you don't want to see it. You just want to hear it. That's your thing. No. Okay. Well, yeah, you you enable your Alexa, but then you can let other people drop in whenever. Right. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is like if you want to, you can enable it just for yourself. So through your phone or something. Yeah, you can, you check can use in. your phone just you to drop check in, in on your, on your only house. speakers. Right. And you can turn them all into intercoms now and do weird shit like messages, well, but whatever. Sandy has a nanny cam, and drop in. And so. by <laughs> by default, the FBI is let in. So cool. They, they don't act, <laughs> they don't actually activate the green ring either. So that's so cool. Yeah. That's just a it's just a feature. It's just a feature. What is this, InfoWars? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dropped it on Sandy's house when no one was home. I didn't say the globalists. I said the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> but I, I dropped it on her house uh, when no one was home because she got a new dog. And I was like, here, boy, here, boy. And I was calling him. And he's just like, uh, Sandy, when she got home, was like, yeah, he'll just hear your voice, look up, and then go back to sleep on the couch. So I didn't get a, res- I didn't get a response. <laughs> As for what I've been up to, my <laughs> sometimes I do fun, cool things, and I have done a few, but of great significance, largely they've just been uh, been nerdy show related because I've been traveling so much that I'm still kind of getting the rhythm of getting all my shit back in order, getting all of our collective nerdy show shit back in order. You may have noticed that there's been two episodes of State of the Empire two weeks in a row, which is highly unusual. Um, so if you've been, at the very least, curious about what's been going on with the Han Solo film and the firing of its directors and the hiring of ron howard in replace of those directors it's been a drama some are calling it solo gate and uh <laughs> have, have you talked so, about how you hope that he's going to narrate the entire movie like arrested development <laughs> <Ron> style <Howard>. <laughs> <laughs> no we, we've mostly been talking about how we really hope this is just a step in the direction of willow 2 Okay. Oh, what if it's a crossover? Did you discuss Willow Watch? The crossover. Of course. Of okay, course it was discussed. Sure. Yes. I mean, well, I'm, you know. <laughs> like, what if he's just, what if Warwick Davis is in a Bacta tank in the, somewhere? Well, a in a the preview scene? of things we've recently discussed. Pablo Hidalgo, one of the keepers of Lucasfilm's collective holocron, the history of Star Wars and everything, <laughs> uh, he recently indicated that uh, Captain Phasma comes from a more low-tech background than you would assume, to which I said, oh, she's from Willow's planet. That's pretty, pretty awesome. So, yeah, State of the Empire, check out our most recent episodes uh, if you have any interest in the Star Wars drama that we will not be discussing on this program because we have a whole show dedicated to that. Well, hey, who's seen Preacher? Preacher season two started recently. Me, 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 me. All of us, right? I I have not. I haven't even seen the first season. Man, you're missing out. Preacher season one, you know, we talked about it in the past, but just a quick summary. It started, we are like, oh, damn, this is off the rails. This is not shit that happened in, in the books. And uh, is it even going to follow the books? What's going on? Can they validate this? And it turns out they're like, hell yeah, we're going to take um, a later volume of the series that we didn't really, we figured we weren't going to do. And we'll, we'll roll it into this prequel season that's going to give you way more depth and character. And then we're going to change it up. And season two is now... It's not it's not following the books. No. But, I don't think so. But it might be on track to following the books and it's still very good and that's the important part. Yeah, at this point I don't give a shit if it follows the books. Yeah, I don't even I, remember I'm the books. I'm enjoying it. It's its I own like it. beast. I think I talked about before long ago when we talked about the first season how much I actually hate Tulip in the books, but how much I love her on the show. Tulip is so good in the show. Fucking hate her in the books. She's just she sucks in the book. She's terrible. Or, or you, not a cool character. She's a you, terrible you know person. the premise of Preacher? Not at all. All right. Here's 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 the short version. Um, the 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 child of an angel and a demon s- comes down to earth and lands inside of a preacher who is a reformed, very bad person, <laughs> and uh, and now he and his friends, who include his 
ex-girlfriend, not ex-girlfriend anymore, uh, long-time criminal relationship. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde, basically Texas Bonnie and Clyde, and uh, and an actual vampire. An a, Irish an vampire. An Irish vampire. Okay. Uh, played to perfection in this show um, by one of the in-betweeners. And, uh, I have, I have See, a question I already. I from the Misfits. Misfits, sorry, that was the one. Yeah. The if you liked his role in Misfits, yeah. you'll like his role in Oh, I really need to vampire. watch this now. Yeah. What's it on? Is it on Hulu or AMC. anything? AMC. Where can, I, where can I watch it as Probably somebody Hulu. who... I don't know. Who do you, doesn't do you have, have an Amazon Fire Stick? Well, the first two episodes of season yes. two, you can watch... They released that for everyone, and I think they did that the first season too. So I, I think it's probably not still around now. I would recommend not diving in at season two, though. Well, no, I'm just. Yeah. But I think they did the first thing on season one. I thought they released the first two episodes. Yeah, probably. Like um, wide release, so anybody could watch it. Ah, whatever, I'll it, find it is, one way. This or is a, a a black comedy uh, with religious themes, and uh, also just kind of a weird swampy American story in a lot of ways. Like it's about. It's kind of about Texas in a lot of weird different ways, though. We'll see how much At that really comes season. out in um, in the final product once they finish the show. It's maybe like the first couple seasons of True Blood with the Southern vampire dark. I comedic. never. I don't usually I like admitting. Anyone here has watched that. I don't like admitting it, but I I actually like True Blood. Solidarity, brother. Yeah, no, there's, there's uh, some nucks just happened. Fist bumping for no no reason whatsoever. <laughs> solidarity. <laughs> she 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 told you why. Solidarity. I said solidarity, brother. I've I've heard seldom people admit that they watch that show. I've I I it. did not watch every season because the after the towards the end it got like ridiculous it did and was get like ridiculous. out of. I've read the books too. I you probably haven't. read After the books, Bill turned you? into a weird god, it was it was yeah. it was weird. That Bill, I saw that part. That was weird. What about <sighs> fake blood? Is it called True Blood? I mean, really though that that show has a really cool premise. Yeah. I mean, vampires. Wh- well, whether no, whether we- or not you like how they executed it, and like right. that, it's a little bit too uh, drama focused around beautiful people or whatever. I mean, the the books themselves are very like romance novel. Yeah, but with vampire kind of like that's the way. They're but I written, like the premise that but- vampires were real and that yeah. they they. The Japanese developed a fake, like a synthetic, right, a synthetic blood, blood that could sustain them, so the vampires were able to come out of the closet. I mean, That's it's a cool it's premise. It's a cool premise. Japanese always meddling in affairs they don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's also very southern and, and dark humor, so it yeah. kind of reminds me of that. No, no, that, that makes sense as a comparison. Um, in in film news, we'll get back to some TV uh, soon. But I saw Baby Driver last night, and it was exceptional. It's not a particularly nerdy film, so I'll just uh, please I'll explain. The name because I don't I think I feel like it's an animated short uh, yeah. about a baby driver or someone who's driving around a spoiled baby. Uh, well, let me start with this film is written directed by Edgar Wright. Yes. of um, you know Scott Pilgrim fame and uh, all the uh, well all the Edgar Wright movies, Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny that's not dispelling the image. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's it's about a wheelman for um, a criminal organization uh-huh. who a driver. Got it. Yeah, his name's Baby. <laughs> okay. okay baby sure. driver got it got Maybe it like makes sense yeah. driver and he baby. has uh he has tinnitus so he always hears a hum and oh so- i saw the trailer for this okay and it looked i don't great, know why right? the tinnitus is what made it click <laughs> in my mind is there a constant hum in so, the trailer no so, so he's drowning it out with music constantly and he has this he has this uh 
the way he, he's always wearing sunglasses, he's always listening to these earbuds. So is this in theaters now? It's in theaters right now, okay. just, just very recently. So uh, it actually looked cool. Isn't Willem Dafoe in it or uh, something? N- no, no. Who am I, I thinking? Uh, of? Kevin Spacey, mm. Jamie Fox. <laughs> yes, Willem Dafoe, <laughs> J- Jamie okay. Fox, John Hamm. Uh, uh, no, uh, no. Okay, The Rock. Paul Williams is in it. Paul Williams, the uh, the the musician who wrote Rainbow Connection and all the music for the Muppets, and also voiced the Penguin in Batman. I'm thinking of Death Note. Did you just confuse the trailer for Death Note with Baby Driver? I did. Because William Defoe is in the Death <laughs> yeah. Note trailer. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh. Anyway, it was spectacular. Um, Edgar Wright has been, has been working on this film since 1994. Wow. You're shitting me. No. Better be spectacular. In fact, <laughs> for in 23 years. Well, th- think, think about it this way. All right. So, I can't. So he did Spaced, right? He directed a bunch of Spaced. Maybe all of it. I'm not sure. So he did Spaced. Then he moved on to all the other films with that cast. Got in, it. You know, he hasn't Major been writing it like Shaun nonstop. The it's just been on and off well, this for is like, like 20 years. This is the first project he's done that's been, that's like, you know, not somehow tied to a specific set of actors or um, a specific genre or something. It's very much its own thing. It's him doing a crazy heist film with zero CGI, all practical effects, uh, car chases. It's incredible. As a result of there being zero CGI, the credit sequence at the end was very short. <laughs> there was like... <laughs> ten, ten people. <laughs> it so was, it's like Luke Besson's Fifth Element, except that it had lots of CG. Just <laughs> like he's been working on it like his whole life, and it's a crazy thing that doesn't match the rest of his films. Are you saying of. the actor credits are very short? Because no, no, CGI would, I feel like, no, would make no, for, the credits for the, huge. For the, the, for the action sequences. There's no... Like, it's tons of action sequences, and, and there's no CGI. It's all, oh. it's all practical. So it's tremendous. Soundtrack is great. And uh, I would highly recommend checking out. And I just, the internet just informed me that uh, in the long process of creating this movie, in 2003, he directed a music video that sort of adapted his early version of the plot, which starred Noel Fielding. Huh. Hmm. What? Interesting. I would watch that. <laughs> well, you can, probably on YouTube. I haven't oh. seen it yet. I just found out about it. Speaking of movies and practical effects. I'm your driver today. I actually ran across a trailer for um, Chucky. I. Can't I can't remember what oh, the, no. the, the part cult, of that? cult of Chucky. The, yeah, cult of Chucky. Jennifer Tilly's in it again. Really? Sweet. <laughs> I don't know but, if I can take it. But seriously, Brandon was exclaiming that. Oh, I think those are practical effects for the Chucky doll. I think they, they didn't go. I, they haven't gone CG. It looks like, and I could be wrong because I'm I was not sure. Squinting. It looked good. It might be practical. I, I saw when really Chucky's face was moving. I thought it was like a little animatronic puppet and not an actual CG face. When he's talking about right. I, I, I think, but I've been wrong before. Which, I mean, they shouldn't really need CG. I don't since know if I've ever watched a Chucky a movie all the way doll. through. It doesn't need to look realistic. No it needs to look like a talking doll, which we yeah. know we know you can do with animatronics. I still confuse the Chucky movies with Problem Child. Are they different? <laughs> <laughs> but to me, they're the same thing. I don't get it. They're not really different. It's just that one has Gilbert Godfrey in it. That's the yeah, only difference. Basically. I confuse it with my buddy I've, commercials. <laughs> I thought well. Gilbert Godfrey was the voice of Chucky. <laughs> no i'm gonna stab you now <laughs> i can't i no one can do that i can't do that <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't watched the trailer yet i did see that it existed and was very curious and if i wasn't doing something else i would have been there and not because i really love the series but because i'm constantly fascinated by the series the fact yeah that there's another movie i don't even know how i was not is looking. there a demand for it i think someone i knew on facebook much must have posted it because i don't that's not something that would normally come up for me for me is it's it, like is a new chucky movie <laughs> and I can't, I think we couldn't figure out if it was direct to video. 
It's set it, available on Blu-ray at a certain date, and like, oh my god! So yes. I, it's not it's not even coming in the theater. Oh man, I love the horror industry so much. It's so focused on like home video and satisfaction for its niche fans. Yeah, this this movie that looks like it's probably well put together is Blu-ray and VOD. Yeah, like, it was produced fine. Like it wasn't amazing. like made in a basement. Huh. It was that, ho- Hollywood production. The ho- horror films are leading the way, cutting out the middleman. It's probably on Shutter. Oh, I should add though, I did see Baby Driver in Dolby Atmos. It was my first experience seeing Dolby Atmos. That's the the thing that's beyond surround sound. It's immersive sound. There's speakers above you and around you. So and how's yeah. it different than like 4DX or whatever? Well, 40x probably has a similar sound setup, in, or at least facsimile, because 40x like throws you into it with all this theme parks excitement and all that but this has very advanced sound like especially when there's like gunshots and stuff it's super directional and almost has like a concussive force it's very it is truly very immersive and in baby driver which is so music focused it sounds like in many cases where they could get the source audio they actually reproduced the the audio so it played in the physical space all right so before we move on to the next thing we gotta give some shout outs to some fantastic folks because we are entirely listener supported all shows on the nerdy show network are they really only exist because of your um interest encouragement and yes financial contributions you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash nerdy show and uh, i'm gonna be real with you folks we've hit some hard times we uh there was not not so very long ago we were pulling a thousand dollars a month which is amazing it helped us funnel that money into uh, production for shows like Dungeons and Doritos where we have to pay for editors because it's so complicated and because this is not our day job because we are a very small outlet and um, the only person working full time on it is me and I do have another job as well. So now we've fallen down to just shy of $700 at least at the moment and um, that means that we're still able to keep the lights on. We're still able to provide monthly stipends for all the shows in the network so that, you know, you know if you love Wicked Anime and you donate to Nerdy Show that Wicked Anime sees something every month. However, however, we've fallen short. So uh, that means that Dungeons & Doritos uh, does not have guaranteed production finances. And uh, it turns out that's kind of a good thing, actually, for the time being at this very moment because, as you may have noticed, unfortunately, Dungeons & Doritos has had to go on hiatus. Uh, Rule, our game master, his dad is uh, dying of cancer. And therefore, we don't have a game master. We've got one more episode of the show coming out this month. And after that, we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know how long it's going to take for him to uh, get back in the game. So we're waiting that out. To make matters worse, Ghostbusters Resurrection, also on hiatus. Doug needs to change jobs. He needs to get something that pays him better and treats him better and has some kind of stability. He doesn't have time to uh, do post-production for the episode, so both D&D and Ghostbusters Resurrection simultaneously due to completely unrelated things and um, is very unfortunate, both on hiatus at the same time. What that means is, um, in addition to... (laughs) We've got two of our our biggest in-house productions on hiatus... Uh, we've got a dip in our Patreon, and uh, that's uh, <laughs> that is a maybe a, by textbook definition of summer bummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, I will eat a puppy. Is that a thing I can do? Uh, that's, no, that's negative. That's a bad thing. All right, fine. How about you can eat a puppy poo? We can find you <laughs> no, a puppy poo. There's no, there's no meat. You can eat it. There's no meat on them poo bones. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, guys, I'm not. We'll, we'll make we'll make a puppy out of gelatin, and you can eat that. Ooh, filled with quail eggs and cigarettes and, cigar- <laughs> and cigarettes. Well, only the filters because we want you to be filters. healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here's the deal: so that any any money that would go into the production of D and D hitting this like their next goal on Patreon, which is now a thousand bucks, that is going to 
gets filtered back into other productions because obviously if we're not doing that we're doing something else well we're looking to productions that have been very slow going as a result of be- us being stretched so thin like finishing Star Trek our uh, Star Trek parody uh, RPG miniseries getting Pokeballs of Steelix back on the air our Pokemon RPG series or or, or not or but also um, I'm developing a follow up series for the Call of Cthulhu mystery program so but father grandfather well, uh, yes, Father Grandfather um, is it a is pre- the character you played in that show. Is and, it a prequel? Uh, I don't know. No, uh, it's it's actually it's actually a sequel. Um, cool. But uh, I think Brandon suggested that I um, replace Father Grandfather as Father Grandfather's widow. Oh wow! I haven't yep. agreed to that, but th- that was a suggestion. <laughs> You've also told me don't cast me in any RPG stuff. I can't do improv. Yeah. That, yeah, that, 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 no, I can't do improv. No, yeah, that's why I said I haven't agreed to that. <laughs> but I have said, cast me in whatever you want because it'll be silly. Yep, that's the goal. <laughs> when I think of silly, I do think of you, Bor. Yeah, we're not we're not at casting yet, but soon. I got to do a lot of research. This is a historical fiction, so uh, I have to be very prepared for this because I know that as soon as I have an idea of where it's going to go, it absolutely will go somewhere else. So I have to be in the zone. Just a uh, support auto perk. zone. You support oh, you support AutoZone. enough, and you get to be the cast member. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, that that we can't do that, but <laughs> because Call of Cthulhu is an extremely calculated production. But basically, we're we're full speed ahead on those shows, while our other two shows are um, sleeping the Odin sleep, and we're we're going to bring them back as soon as possible. Obviously, we really didn't intend for this to happen, and it's kind of a calamity that this is what's going on right now. Um, and a little note about Patreon and why things dip so low so suddenly. It's not because people hate us. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's it's people still love us, but um, financial instability. Summer well, summer has always been tough. Yeah, one thing that's you know really cool about our network is we have such great fans that donate such huge amounts of money yeah. per person. Like I think the the vast majority of this dip has only been because of a couple of people. Yes. Right? Yeah. So Patreon is, is is weird, and our Patreon. We've looked at other successful Patreons, people like in similar situations to us, making the same amount of money we were making. Um, ours is very different. We have a small number of people giving a ton of money. Yeah, and I just want to. I think that's important to point yeah, out no, because we didn't we didn't have a max mass exodus of fans or anything recently. It's, yeah, it's really just a couple of people that well, it's, aren't, it's, it is, haven't been able to be you know as big of a champion for it, us. It, it is more than, than a couple. It's enough. Life that sucks. I, yeah, it, 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 true that. Um, <laughs> I don't follow the economy, but I would guess that we're seeing things tighten up right now because yeah. this is happening. Like many people have left. It, yeah, it was two two big ones. What I wanted to point out is that that that's what happens when we have a small number of people giving a lot of money. It's a tremendous, wonderful, beautiful thing that I am so appreciative of, and all of us are. However, this emphasizes the need for if you are a listener and you've never given to the network, if you just give a dollar, just a dollar a month, we don't charge per episode, just a dollar a month, that provides stability for us right. because it all adds up. So if, if all you casual listeners out there who love this, this show and love the programs we put out really want to see us continue the success and yeah just it's like stuffing a dollar in the tip jar that's every 12 12 dollars a year yo yeah, yeah. wait it's, am i allowed to do a patreon for the dollars the network i'm on what do you mean you oh, can, i thought i was forbidden from supporting my own show no you can no well, in this fact, whole time you i thought i was forbidden for no both. why it's, would we for, encourage why i'm would gonna we forbid you i'm to gonna give us support money? tonight thank you <laughs> 
Okay, well, we'll also lift and separate. Just you're gonna get at sure least you know, we've got, we've you're gonna get at least covered. twelve dollars a year for me, pal. Hot damn! <laughs> Give us all your dollars. Music to my rear. All of your one dollars. Send us your bones. It really and seriously, it really does add up. It really does make a difference. And this is exactly this is kind of like a case uh, example of why why this is really important. And if you if you want to see these shows like come back and stay on schedule, then that's what has to happen because legitimately we would not be here if it wasn't for you. This is something that's like stuck together with with hopes, dreams, and minor financial contributions. Otherwise. This is it. If we have a path to success, if we have a path to stardom, um, that path is overgrown with weeds and we don't know how to get there. If you'd like to get us there to some place of like self-sustainability where we're all, you know, hired. Hey, uh, my email's cap at nerdyshow.com and uh, I'm all about talking to you about angel investment. So come <laughs> come on down. But <laughs> but that that is not something we're counting on. So uh, so please go to patreon.com slash nerdyshow or shop on Amazon via our Amazon links. You're probably buying stuff from those tyrannical overlords anyway. Uh, hey, I do it too. I just bought some really cool one piece rash guards with some floral p- prints on them. So I'm going to be stunning at the beach. Uh, and I don't have, even know what that is. I don't but know what cool. it is. a rash guard. I feel okay, like it's not really a rash guard it's like it's like it's like a wetsuit but like not a wetsuit oh, i was picturing hydrocortisone cream well, you know what, you know right? what like, no 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 you know what, the, the aquabats when they they wear the ra- the rash guards the blue the blue spandex is that diaper cream I don't know. Mine is mine is glamorous, similar. as opposed to the balms and salves you're talking. about. Do they about. prevent rashes? Well, if if you're if you're surfing and you skid against the sand, oh, or the or the actual that's just a wetsuit. That's the rash. Well, this is like it's wetsuits are pretty like heavy duty. This is way more casual and huh. comes in like <laughs> casual attractive. It's prints. like a casual wetsuit. Yeah, like casual. It's a three mil, whatever. <laughs> Mama needs a rash guard. Give me a dollar. <laughs> Amazon nerdyshow.com slash Amazon for that. Anyway, we got some shout outs. We got some we got some new supporters actually. I want to say hey to Chris Nance and Joe Riccardelli. Welcome folks. So happy to have you. We also have a one time donation from Andy O'Mell who discovered an old episode of The Real Congregation, Mark with a C's show. He said, just stumbled upon your menthol episode, one of Brandon's favorites due to the kind of cigarette he smokes. And thanks for profiling one of my favorite bands from the 90s. Mark did an episode dedicated to an obscure 90s band. Nirvana. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of them. The Offspring. (laughs) No, menthol. Um, (laughs) And and also... Candlebox. you You can buy the music from Call of Cthulhu and Dungeons and Doritos, the original score on our Bandcamp page. Someone did recently and this all, this never happens, left us a comment. So I wanted to, to share this from uh, Kristen Helleland who said, really enjoy the podcast, Call of Cthulhu. Solid work. Thank you. Um, now, if you really truly can't financially contribute to us, you can rate and review us on iTunes, which is great. You can also rate and review us on a new platform which we think is going to be even better called Podchaser. It's in closed beta right now, but if you use the code nerdy or nerdy show at podchaser.com, you can get in there. You can rate and review not just series, but individual episodes. So you can be like, hey, I love those nerd casting the multiverse specials you guys did. I love that one time you did that long episode about giant monsters. You can just check you can go to those pages you can upload that and people discover these old episodes or be able to see our greatest hits as judged by you and interacting with something like Podchaser or going on our subreddit on reddit.com slash r slash nerdy show 
and uh, you know, commenting on stuff. It it lets us know what you like and helps us forge the show to be more like what you want too. So yeah, you know, we want your opinion. Yeah, and you're, we want to improve your user experience. And if you're like, I don't like Brandon, I want more of Boar, make that known, and we could make I've that I've actually happen. read that comment a few times, Great. and I meant awesome. to talk to you about it, <laughs> but... Um. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm here because of a comment from Iceland. Surprise, so. Denica. If surprise you want more Denica. surprise, Denica. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, <just> Denica! <laughs> then uh, you, can, uh, you can get her a plane ticket, and she will come to your home. Oh, I will fucking <laughs> come to Iceland right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do it. If there's any rich Icelandians who want someone to to come over and hang out, I am there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will go to wherever you are if you pay for our way, and we will make podcasts about what we did in your area, <laughs> sexual or otherwise. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> otherwise. <laughs> now we have some comments from people on iTunes and Podchaser. Here's one from iTunes, and it mm. is a. Uh, uh, Brandon, you have this. Oh, this, this was posted to our Nerdy mm. Show theater feed, where we post all of our dramatic programming. This sounds like a great gaming group to play with by Irish Spy. I'm not going to do my Irish voice because that would be uh, racist. All right, he writes <laughs> you mean uh, Irish. Yes, uh, it's called. It's my Irish accent. I give it's my Irish accent. Um, <laughs> so Irish Spy writes, I listened to the eight-part Call of Cthulhu adventure from 2015. What fun they must have had! At times, I was laughing so hard that my sides hurt. Uh, thanks to the thanks to the homicidal Bible salesman, that's me. <laughs> and yet, the ending was still true to Call of Cthulhu. Great work, highly recommended. Love the old radio show commercials too. I wrote those. You wrote those. Thank you, Irish Spy. I thought they were a bit much, but he liked them, so it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. And now, uh, from some reviews from Pod Tra- uh, Podchaser about this show, Nerdy Show. Uh, here's one from Twig. Sometimes it's nice to chill to the sound of a bunch of nerds nerding out. Although, sometimes when they talk about video games, I want to reach through the internet and shake someone very hard. Well, Twig, if you give us $5 on Patreon, <laughs> I will shake someone for you. Oh, jeez. She will. I promise. And I, Twig, I would love to know what exactly you're talking about. Yeah, just, I mean, just Twig, just not, I mean, obviously. I mean, I can guess who you want to shake. Yeah, and maybe oh, I will shake the guess. shit out of them. Maybe, or, maybe tell us more on uh, on the subreddit. That'd be a good place for a discussion <laughs> like that. Like, do you want to shake someone because you're so excited we, we're talking be, about video games, or because you're not like you hate video games? I'm we'd like, be extremely happy to have that discussion with you. So go on our subreddit, maybe on our webpage or our forums, and interact with us. GPS we will we will argue with you. It'll we'll be t- fun. We'll t- take this conversation to this. I mean, I'm program. about to talk about video games, so <laughs> you might want to turn this. It's on. going down. And one last short note from Evan. Baumel. He writes, one of my favorite podcast networks. Actually, I think it is my favorite. Oh, that's good. Sweet. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for all the taking care of us you've been doing over the years. In, it means the world. Especially in these dark days. In these dark, dark days <laughs> of summer. So go go to podchaser.com or go to nerdyshow.com slash podchaser. That is where we have uh, a whole thing I wrote about how it actually works. Can You can see what it looks like before you get in there. And our beta keys are on that page. Anything we have to update, like if they change how it works, we'll, we'll change it all up there. Nerdyshow.com slash podchaser. Patreon.com slash nerdyshow. And Amazon.com slash nerdyshow. Or nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. They don't, there's no, Amazon doesn't care about us. <laughs> but we care about Amazon. <laughs> and you going through our links to it. Anyway, Brandon, you're going to talk about some video games? What the hell are you going to talk about? Well, there were two things. One, the, the new, recently, I didn't even know it was coming out uh, within a, f- a couple of days, was the, the new Necromancer class for Diablo 3. That's been 
I don't know, Diablo 3 has been out for five years now. And they just yeah. and they just came out with a new class when Diablo Four should have come out. And and you said you haven't played it yet, but I have a little and, bit. I did. Oh, you did I, a and little. I have some some grievances. Did you play it in beta or did you? No, buy I just it? bought it and played it. Okay. Yeah, I I actually get, I bought it and I got my necromancer up to like level seventy. It's no big thing, max level. Yeah, it's he's ridiculously powered compared to like other some of the other Would classes. You say overpowered. I don't know. I don't want to say that because be maybe nerfed. they'll nerf him. He, I don't, I don't really want nerfed. that to happen. But so far, it's really fun. Like, you can summon just like a crap load of skeletons that'll follow you around and beat stuff up for you. And then there's like a giant golem that you can have. And they were trying to capture skeleton the mages that'll cast crap at you. Two, uh, yeah. The Diablo 2's Necromancer. That's what they said. But that's impossible because the gameplay style is completely different. But yeah. they did capture some of it. And my grievances are, and maybe you'll agree with me, Bor. So one of the main things the Necromancer does is he uses the corpses of fallen enemies. It's like yeah. one of his main ways to get skills and powers and, you know, shit like that. However... I completely ignore all those powers, but continue. All of the enemies die and leave corpses on their own, like in Diablo 2. But they... Yeah, <laughs> they, you know they, where they, I'm going. They, they leave uh, generic meaty, looking... meaty corpses. Like, just there's one model for it. And it's so no matter just what one, dies, one meaty on. model corpse. Besides their normal corpse. corpses. So they drop their normal corpse and then there's like... Uh, a corpse that drops that doesn't pay attention it's kind of like any... on top of it like yeah. it'll it'll be like right on top of their normal corpse and, and it doesn't obey the the laws of lighting effects in the game so they're all bright like yeah. it's lighting they're not dark if you're in a cave but that's all not the same i don't think that's so where brandon's saying is the them. problem the problem well, is that you'll drop a meaty corpse off of a skeleton or a ghost <laughs> and they already they already leave corpses like in diablo 2 something died and there was a corpse and you could explode it and they leave corpses in diablo 3 but now they leave another corpse that you can see everywhere. So they leave two corpses. That yeah. The huh. other thing was there's huh. there's a really cool that makes sense. Yeah. It it does help that you can see them though, because on some of the powers that involve corpses, you need to be able to like target. And there's an a lot of stuff of going on. So So it, it helps that you can see them, but it takes you out of it a little bit. Like it's a little yeah, ridiculous. They do that with the the skeleton summon too. I really love it and I use it. However, all the skeletons are super bright, like they're in the sunlight yeah. at all times. So you'll be like underground and all the characters are dark. And then you summon the skeletons and they're all like the brightest color like the brightest saturation and none of the lighting effects affect them oh, like, like an old Fletcher cartoon yeah they're just, they're just solid white bright skeletons even though you're like in a dark cave and there's no light and all the other enemies are like dark yeah i mean if you're playing with somebody else you can't see their summons very well because they go kind of like transparent so mm. you can tell the difference oh, cool. between your stuff and another person's and i'm pretty sure that there's just they're just highlighted so you can see where your own summons are like so you can tell the difference between your skeleton and one of the many skeletons that are running around mm-hmm. inside of the dungeon trying to kill and you the hundreds of skeletons when everyone's a necromancer yeah so i did i did absolutely love having an army of skeletons it's, oh yeah and then while those are going out i summon an army of undead mages and while that's happening well and there's a power yeah. with, when you have the skeletons there's you can activate the and power they target and, and then they'll, damage, they'll yeah. all like swarm whatever you're attacking and it's really cool but the best part is that you can just hang out in the back and as they kill things you explode their corpses which kill enemies which leave corpses which you then explode yep. which kill more enemies and you see the chain of events so you're in the back like commanding things. like i said i'm not corpses. too into corpse magic but it is cool <laughs> it is really fun actually yeah. I, i've i've played it for at least an hour or two <laughs> um i'm trying not to get to level 72 quickly and use up all my good items i'm just trying to, to get through it oh no i was trying to just steamroll through did, it did as you fast unlock as the mung ability uh i'm getting there <laughs> okay did great. you see there's a bunch of new like i have weird 
necromancer like ghost wings that I didn't do anything oh, to deserve. Oh yeah, if you buy if you buy the necromancer now, I don't know if they're going to continue this forever, but you get like some vanity and I have like a weird pet wings and they give you a little ghoul pet. Yeah. And and there's a weird banner that sticks out of my back if I equip it. I don't I don't know they, what that is, but I didn't that have might it have before. been for something else. Okay. Um but, anyway, I don't use it either. Yeah, they give you some some neat little things. And like Heroes of the Storm recently had a promotion because they added in Mouth Eel as a new hero. Mouth Eel. Mouth Eel. Mouth Eel. Huh. You know, he he's, death. he's the uh, the main boss from the f- expansion for Diablo 3. Oh. And they added him as a playable hero in Heroes of the Storm. And uh, if you did this quest chain, you could unlock uh, some wings and like a banner thing for I didn't do anything. And I got a banner and some wings. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, this is a different kind of wings. These are like Shh. cyber wings. Well, now I want. Now I want. <laughs> oh, tight I want, I want those now, but I'm not willing to play the 50 matches it wants to get. The oh, you cyber can't wings. even do it anymore. So yeah, you're it's too late. Ended. You're too late. Blizzard, oh, you're so weird. This shit right now. <laughs> when are the? Is there going to be a Diablo character playable in Overwatch? <laughs> I would love never to see. because Overwatch doesn't have crossovers like that. But, what if, but you but might what get if, a Diablo skin on something. But what if Kane was a playable character? Maybe they'll make like a Reinhardt skin where you're Diablo holding a, you know, like a demonic <laughs> rectangle <No>. shield. <laughs> I don't know. So let's, uh, let's talk about the other game I played for a solid hour uh, called Elite Dangerous. Bore, you, did you play this a little bit a while ago and you, you had thoughts yep. about it? Yeah. What are your thoughts about okay, it? Because so, I have, I have yeah, shared I my thoughts, thoughts on the podcast before. I've wanted a really, really good space exploration simulator, whatever. Everything multi-purpose space I, I can't game. imagine you're going to say anything positive about since, it if you've only played it an hour. Since. You'd be surprised. Okay. Since No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky let me down. I've been searching for something that I can actually run ever since because my PC's not up to up to snuff. Uh-huh. Now, Elite Dangerous has been out for at least two years now. It's been on PC. It's been on, I think, Xbox or Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox. What did you What did you get it on? Uh, it just came out for PS4 and PS4 Pro. Oh, uh, okay. So, so it comes with all the expansions and all that. I bet the controllers that. are way dumbed down. So let you me, probably had a way different experience Let me than talk I did. to you about how it took me 45 minutes to park. Here, so begins the tale. <laughs> so, so you'd be surprised okay, about so that too. So it's so not begins, too much different. So begins the tale. Now the game is absolutely gorgeous. It's pretty. You can turn up. It has a, a thing to turn up the quality. And the frame rate didn't suffer at all on the PS4 Pro. So it's amazing. Now I start inside a hangar. And there are several options. One leads to an entire base full of quests and things I don't understand. Um, And then the other one launches your ship. So my ship goes to the surface of this weird planet. And I start learning the controls. And there's a few tutorials, but they don't really teach you that much. Mm. So I start lifting off slightly, learning the controls. And as I'm lifting off, I accidentally take out my guns and shoot something. And and (laughs) there's a giant warning that says, you have have enabled your weapons. You have like five minutes to vacate or we'll destroy you. And a timer pops up. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, what do I do? What do I do? I start flying away and I don't know how to use boost. And there's like hyperdrives and like, and just like subdrives. And so I'm like trying to fly. And there's like six different control panels on my ship. And they all have various options and things, Cap. But I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm flying, I'm flying. And I hold a button down, which brings up other options. And it says flight assist on. I'm like... I don't want to fly a, a spaceship. Let me turn flight assist off. That sounds dumb. That's like autopilot. <laughs> I turn flight assist off and try to turn. And, and then I, immediately, I crash immediately. I immediately <laughs> keep spinning and spinning. And I go to the planet and I'm upside down. And the top of my ship is scraping into the planet. And the timer's still going down. <laughs> and I'm upside down. And my shields have worn off. And I'm in critical damage. And I try to find where the flight assist was and turn it back on. And then I found out my landing gear was still on. So I had to put that back up. So... I, Anyway, after all that, I finally get away from the planet. 
I go into the map. I have this one quest. All it is is to dock at a space station. That's it. So I find where this space, like the system is I need to go, and I somehow activate my hyperdrive. So I'm boosting there. I'm going there. Uh And after a while, I'm just like, what am I doing? And I hit a bunch of buttons, and it must have accidentally shot me out of hyperdrive. Like there was an emergency stopping thing, and I unjumped right in front of a star, and my shields were critical, and I'm literally floating towards a star, and I don't see any of the planets I need, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm trying to turn and get away from the star. Sounds like I'm you like, plotted a really shitty course. I hit the planet I was supposed, like the solar system, but apparently I was going straight for the friggin' sun there. So I, I eventually fly like away from the sun, find the find the uh, the place I'm supposed to go, which is a space station on a planet. And I'm heading towards the space station. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, this has all been 30 minutes at least. I'm flying towards the space station. I get closer and I'm like, it's spinning. And I'm not spinning. And the entrance is a rectangle. So I'm trying to like slightly spin and get to it. But I, I think your ship compensates and you get close enough. But I, I got really close and they started yelling at me saying, I don't have authorization to land and they're going <laughs> to blow me up. And another timer appears like I need to get the hell out of there. And I was like, oh crap, what the hell do I do? So I, I checked every control panel and finally there was one that had a thing like of contact. So I contacted the space station and clicked a button. There's literally a fucking button that says request docking for that specific space station that popped up. Clicked on it. They let me, they let me dock. And so I fly into the space station. I'm like, oh, I finally made it through the mission. Then I'm in the space station and they assigned me a landing pad, a random <laughs> landing pad number. So I'm floating in the space station and I'm looking around and I don't find my landing pad number. And I go to the end and turn around and I'm like, oh, it's there right behind me. And so I try to go uh, to the landing pad. And I'm like, this is going to be easy. This game is going to do the work for me. So I go to the landing pad and I'm going really slow. And I'm starting to land straight down. But you didn't and- put your landing gear on, did you? Um, oh shit! Is that maybe that's why I had so many problems? <laughs> well, I was I I I might have or I might not for the next twenty minutes. But as I was slowing my descent, another beacon appears like around my radar to zoom in, and it shows me where the landing pad is in proportion to my ship. And you have to line up your ship perfectly with the chevrons facing a certain way. And I'm landing, and suddenly my ship starts veering to the left and veering to the left. And it's like, have you ever tried to land on uh, Top Gun for the NES? <laughs> this is exactly what it was i thought what i hit you it need is a power glove i thought i landed and then i started sliding off and sliding off and ramming into the space station and you're, uh. you have a timer by the way to get to your fucking landing pad because there's a law against loitering you have 10 minutes or else you're considered <laughs> loitering and they kick you out and like file charges or something and so i eventually get my landing gear on i think and it takes me another 20 minutes to adjust and fly back and forth and perfectly land. You're not making me regret that I, turned, uh, that I returned this game to Steam. Okay, so 45 <laughs> minutes and I finally completed my first quest. and dangerous. Yeah, so that was, that was the only game experience I had with Elite Dangerous and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? You know, Space Simulator, that's exactly what I wanted. Do you know and, what this actually sounds like to me? Hmm. An allegory. For parking in strangers' docks. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, penises. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've well, never been into docking, so I don't know. It was really hard and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but how many... The the amount of details, because they've been updating this game for like several years. The amount of detail it went into... like There are so many menus in the game, and they're all hotkeyed for controllers now that bring up other menus and other menus, and yeah. you can do it quickly. Everything is in there that's in the actual PC game. Yeah. Somehow. 
there's like a hundred different options just for flying your ship and like managing it. It's ridiculous. You can hit like almost every single switch that you see inside the spaceship and it's like got a, a, a normal space shuttle amount of switches and knobs. I and found another menu because apparently I have a little SRV vehicle in my ship because I got like some sort of Horizons edition. So I've got a little buggy. I can land on planets. I don't know how to do that yet, but apparently I can land on a planet with yeah, a little buggy. Good luck with that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, landing on a planet is easier than it. But yeah, that was literally 40 minutes to find and land inside of a hangar bay. And it was amazing. Wow. I was going to say, yeah. It was or, one of the, or hated its complication. And it was one of the it. best days of my life. You know what's weird? <laughs> I feel like I would need instant gratification and you'd totally be into how methodical the game is, but it's no. like reversed. Yeah. I'm into how methodical and like... No, if I'm playing a game, I want to have fun. I, I don't... I don't know. Simulators don't play... aren't about fun. Yeah, I've never liked a simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But Until Spider Simulator. That's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be I a might, lot of fun. I might get into that one <laughs> after I get a VR system that I like. So, since we're already talking about space, there's this weird thing that's about to happen. Um, on July 14th, <laughs> oh, yeah. the uh, University of Mechanical Engineering in Moscow, with help from the uh, <laughs> Roscosmos, the Russian space agency, they're going to be putting into orbit... Uh, the Mayak satellite, Mayak is Beacon, and it is a crowdfunded project that's intended to promote space research in the country and make science and engineering more appealing to young Russians. So there's some sort of thing that Putin has done and he's putting missiles into space and it's all under the context or the pretext of crowdfunding. No, no, this thing's too small for that. It's it's about <laughs> as big as a basketball, um, but but it has... Uh well here, here's what here's what it might do it mm. might it might have the possible application of combating space junk using something like a parachute to lower them into a uh, lower orbit so that the debris can burn up in the atmosphere but what it will do what it definitely will do is it's it's shaped like a pyramid a pyramid made of a thin polymer film twenty times thinner than human hair that is super reflective what it will do is it will be the brightest star in our sky seen <sighs> everywhere now they ruin the sky thanks Russia. That is a major concern for astronomers. It's a major concern for birds. They navigate by stars sometimes. They're going to see this brightest star, and then they're just going to be cut up by fucking, like, power lines. They're going to find buildings. They're going to go the wrong way. What? No, they'll probably be fine. Well, <laughs> if, it, if it irritates somebody, it sounds like they can just hit it with a high-powered laser, and it'll go away. Or you could just not uh, look that, at that, it. That is a solution, yeah. <laughs> um, it, they, it, was, it was on Kickstarter, and it, they got, I deleted the note. It was something like $20,000 uh, to put it up there. And Wait, to launch it into space took 20000 well, I feel like the rocket fuel alone would cost more than that to yeah, put anything into space. It, it seemed pretty, it pretty affordable, and I wish I hadn't accidentally deleted that note, but I, I did. So what, I I'm a little confused note. as to what Engi- it... Engineers have crowdfunded around $20,000, which is enough to build and test the satellite, which is due to be launched in a fortnight. Build the satellite, but not to launch it. Someone else right. is probably bang, paying for the launch. Enough to build and test the yeah. satellite. I don't know what testing I, I believe I believe this is the test. So what does it do? Would it be something that they released like when they were taking astronauts up to the space station or something like that? Is uh, that it, well, they mean, would piggyback it on that or something? No, they're actually it's it's getting launched at that um that space center in Kazakhstan. Um, oh, of course, so it's, that's it's getting its own center. rocket. It's just going right up there. But what, they use a lot of potassium there. It's their <laughs> biggest export. I'm still, I'm still confused as to what you said it did. Uh, well, I mean, there's the possible application of helping to get rid of the at this point excess of space junk we have in order. how does this thing get rid of excess space junk it it like has some kind because of it's reflective god pay attention i mean you're right about parachute-like that parachute like attachment that would be able to drag that into lower orbit so it would burn up 
the satellite into lower orbit. I don't know how this thing does it because it's just <laughs> it's literally a shiny satellites? pyramid. Okay. It's some kind of Illuminati symbol that's going to be in the sky. I mean, the that's sky. all it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, but anyway, it's... And it's no bigger than a rugby ball. Yeah. I, I, I changed it to basketball because I figured I that was more uh, culturally is. relevant. I didn't go to mm. some kind of Ivy League school. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, you, you one percenters probably know what a rugby ball is, and please donate to Nerdy Show. Um, well, if they get it up there, I'm going to call it Bill. Are they round? I feel like they're football like they're, they're round. They're a rounder football, yeah. They're rounder, rounder American football. <laughs> but let me quickly talk about I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Astronomers are pissed. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yes, a laser sounds like that would pop that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Twenty thousand I mean, dollars down the drain. A laser would reflect off of it in theory, but it would probably also heat it up and if it was really super thin, probably destroy it. Granted, I don't know. Hats off to the targeting that can hit that small moving object. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure if the sun but, can't destroy it, I'm not sure a laser. Well, I guess it's you concentrated. Don't think, yeah. uh, no, it'd have to be hotter than the sun. Hotter than the sun from where we are in space? Uh, that I mean, doesn't it's, sound it's like not very gonna hard be to in do. The, it's not going to be in the atmosphere of Earth, is it? So the, there's not going to be nothing blocking all the UV rays. I think of, you're confusing like radiation because it's not going to be like super hot. Possibly. No, you're mm. right. Anyway, let's talk about Animorphs for a sec right now. Now, ages ago on Nerdy Show Book Club, we talked to Michael Grant, one half of the writing team that is K.A. Applegate, or Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant together as K.A. Applegate wrote Animorphs. Animorphs is, I feel, on the down low, one of the most important sci-fi series of the 1990s. For a whole generation of people, myself included, this... uh, Allegedly, young reader book was a masterful body snatcher story of shifting into animals and fighting a secret rebellion. I highly recommend them. I've read them as an adult, and they're still great. So, Animorphs for All, Animorphs 24-7. I've always wanted more Animorphs in other media. Um, I've wondered why, you know, it, it's it was published by Scholastic, and that creates problems. Like, they had a very bad live-action Nickelodeon series in the late 90s. If there was ever a film, it would be under Scholastic's umbrella. There's no guarantee of creative control from the authors. But something new is happening, and it's quite exciting. Two different artists, both of whose work I've, I've seen in the comic book world, uh, recently released on their respective Tumblr feeds art from an Animorphs comic, these people tried out for it and didn't get the job. So someone better than them ideally did get the job for what is to be an Animorphs graphic novel confirmed by Catherine Applegate on Twitter um, as to be something that's probably going to fit two to three volumes of the, uh, the original books in one graphic novel. This, uh, the, we're going to link to the art where you can see it on this episode's page. Uh, Coleman Engel, who did Steven Universe comics, and uh, Megan Brennan, who worked on some Amazing World of Gumball comics, who also does an Animorphs podcast called Morph Club with uh, artist Carrie uh, Peach, who she herself drew Lumberjanes for a short while. Um, They started a year ago. They're on book 34 right now. Hopefully they'll have a chance to check it out. Really want to listen to an all Animorphs podcast. Um, But so these talented folks drew some Animorphs comic books. You can, well, comic pages. You can see it right now. They were both given the same scene, scenes, the scenes where... um, uh, Elfangor, the Andalite, is a uh, like you know meets the the kids out in this uh, a construction zone. Is like shit. I'm a dying alien. Uh, these aliens are coming. They're already on your planet. Let me give you the power to start a rebellion. 
they did that scene and also the scene where uh, Jake uh, <laughs> Jake Furtz turns into a dog uh, and it's great you should totally check it out if you love Animorphs if you don't love Animorphs maybe consider going to a used bookstore and picking up some Animorphs and reading some Animorphs there's a rumor on the net on the net on the net that says there's possible possibly a Universal Studios or yeah is that, is that a rumor uh, it, it, it was adaptation? it was something that that happened a couple years ago in the news no one's heard of it since so I'm assuming is dead. Probably. And this graphic novel has not been formally announced anywhere yet. There's just the material that was rejected for it online. I think it's probably going to get announced at San Diego Comic-Con, and they're probably going to show some pages from whichever artist who is still unconfirmed that actually did get the job. Hmm. So that's what I got to talk about. Those are my topics. We got time for one more. Who's going to put a bow on this episode? Uh, my Little Pony. <laughs> We did watch the trailer for the upcoming My Little oh, are Pony full-length uh, feature film. Yeah, feature guys, film. seven years, <laughs> seven seasons. Well, the seventh season is still going, but it'll be done before the movie comes out. I think. Finally, there's a My Little Pony movie coming out. Now, I'm not a brony, and I don't know uh-huh. much about. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't dress up. I don't know much about the show. But Look, if you watch the trailer, Brandon, I'm a furry. I don't have a. Fursuit, if you watch man, the like... trailer, it's quite obvious that uh, Starlight glimmers in the trailer with her best friend Trixie. So this takes place after <laughs> season six. I haven't seen seven yet, so I don't know where in that timeline she it appears. Glimmers in the trailer? No, Starlight glimmers in the trailer. Yeah, Starlight. Not to be confused. That's, not a, that's not a verb. That's a name. That's a proper noun, apparently. Oh, I didn't. Starlight I wasn't following glimmers? either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were saying uh, she glimmers. Anyway, and Party Favor doesn't have his unicorn horn, which is weird because he uses it for magic. But anyway, yeah. So <laughs> what? Lionsgate Studio fully produced 2.5D in some parts. I, I gotta say, the animation does not. There's a surprising frame rate, but generally, it doesn't look good. <laughs> Really? It doesn't or does? It does not. I don't what? think it looks good. You don't, don't think the, I, the hand-drawn animation and the frame rate looks great? I think that, that when when they when it is 2D, it looks pretty good. It looks better than the show for sure, but the 2.5D looks pretty janky. Well, Pinkie Pie's Does the show look you. bad? I'm no, not no, no. the animation buff here. It's, so. be, here's, here's the thing. Here's why this looks bad. Because with doing as much uh, three-dimensional um, terrain as they've done, yeah. when they do that in, in, in this, from what I've seen in the trailer, it is kind of low res. I don't think really the shell the oh, cell, I agree. The I'm cell shading about the of that doesn't match the, the actual, I don't feel that the 2D actually interacts with the 3D in a way that is like in Futurama, it just looks natural. It looks good. Yeah. And Futurama was on television years ago, but That's in this true. major motion picture, it does not look good. I think you need to rewatch the trailer. Cat. I watched the trailer on my iPhone, so um, I can't really, no. I, and I probably color I've it. never watched the show. I don't follow it. I hear things every now Zoe and then. Zoe Saldana, if you like her, um, we were just talking about Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth. Plays a, a mer pony. Yes, the probably sea, the leader sea, of the mer ponies. That, that's a. I believe. I'm not sure if the sea ponies might be wrong. I believe that's a separate Hasbro property that was at one point a figure. Not in the anymore. 1980s. See, I don't remember that. I was asking why there's no freaking like Flutterby ponies because don't what, know what that is. What the hell? When I was growing up, the original My Little Pony, there was an offshoot. I don't 
Flutterby might not be the right term. I don't remember. Maybe but I there were look that up, there were know. My Little Ponies with like translucent like insect kind of wings that were like butterfly ponies. Oh, those are the uh, see the changelings have been the enemy of the ponies for years, but <laughs> but recently an episode. Uh, sorry, I think not episode. They were called Flutterby ponies in season six. Wait, does the Dominion come into play uh, a little bit? In, in the, My Little Pony, the changelings have been evil and been sucking the life out of everything. But in season six, they become good and they transform with these chrysalises into. Weird butterfly. Do, do my little ponies ever have to fight Jem Hadar soldiers? Wait, are you making this up? Or? <laughs> no, this is real. I think they yes. transform into that. Did you look this up after I was like, where are the Flutterby ponies? No, the changelings. I just, in the last episode of season six, the changelings turned into, I think, what you're describing. Like, I'm, I'm old. They went so through I chrysalises. The original. They went my through little a pony. chrysalis I mean, and So changed. this whole new thing is like. Where, where are the popples and the glowworms? Where are the popples and the glowworms? The, the, I did own film. a popple when I was And the Munchichis and the. I don't. <laughs> and the snorks and the snorks, which I always liked more than Smurfs. Boar's just staying out of this. But they, 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 I believe, completely unrelated. Though they looked almost identical, except for you know the snorkel and their blowhole. Were they unrelated? I thought I they think, were just I, the same. Did they have like crossover voice actors or anything? I know Nancy. I don't know. Nancy Cartwright they were very was on the similar. snorks. Uh, anyway, I don't yeah. know <laughs> what that means. Anyway, but. I'm just hoping there's cameos from like DJ Pwn Three. That's all I care about. What? I'm I'm Brandon. I can virtually guarantee that every single pony that anyone's ever been like, oh yeah, I love that background character, Big Lebowski pony, or oh yeah, or Derpy pony, Doctor Hooves, or whatever. Like they're gonna, they're all gonna be there, man. I don't know. There's a new Sia pony. What? There's a Sia pony. Oh what yeah, Sia. Sia is in the movie. Is Sia is in it. Kristen Chenoweth's in it. Zoe Saldana. I swear, I heard Steve Steve Blum in it. We'll see. I didn't see that, but it all the, they always make that stuff go by. Well, really fast. this sounds awful. So <laughs> there, although you know, for for Brandon's interest, there are birds, not bird ponies. He was oh, like, yeah, no, guys, no, guys, no, they're wait, griffins. Wait, wait, wait. I was like, no, those are birds. Those are bird people. I just it's speaking exciting of news, bird person. It's <laughs> it's confirmed because there's there's only they've only shown griffins. But now there's actual uh, bird people, different species. I didn't and see griffins. any griffins. There were mm. bird people. They in definitely the show, had there's bird been person. Griffins. They had bird feet. They're from Griffin Rock. Okay, get it right. They're in the show. What's uh, what's the release date for Rick and Morty season three? <laughs> uh, I believe it's July 30th. July 30th. Wonderful, amazing. Oh God, they just is it had they up just up? had a live stream the it, other day. Oh shit, I missed that. It was it was, it was, it was very painful to watch Aww. for a long period of time. Why? They had the worst. Better? They had the worst audio engineering I've I ever heard sure for a that, live stream. I wasn't sure what it meant. Was it the voice actors like doing a live yeah, stream? Yeah, it was Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon and one of the artists, I forget her name, and the gentleman that does the voice for Mr. Goldenfold. Was it bad on was purpose? Hosting it. Like, it was just it, boring it was, it and was, they drew it out for too long. It was long. spontaneous. I believe it, was ext- it seemed like an extremely spontaneous production. Mm. So for that, hats off to him. But it was like, I did, I did stop watching. Brandon, you've had too much to drink. Sorry. Yep. I've had too much to drink. Hey, speaking of which, uh, um, but other... they did a live action version of the eye holes commercial. Did they now? Uh, they they posted it on their Facebook page if you want to go back and watch it. But sure. it has uh, Nathan Barnett as the eye hole man. He did, <laughs> uh, I forget his main character's name uh, that he usually does, but he used to do all those bizarre Skittles commercials. Yeah. Remember yeah. all the really bizarre ones? And he's. He's like he looks like well, a mean, middle-aged white guy. That's which really crazy. Ones. They've been doing like weird commercials for the past like fifteen years. The, the weird middle-aged dancing white guy ones. Do you remember okay, those? Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, he he was the eye hole man, and he kicked the eye holes off of those the the couple, and it was a it was like a a shot for shot recreation of the eye holes commercial from Rick and Morty. That's and, rad. Uh, but other than that, uh, there's I mean, a new trailer. Yeah, the, it is. the new trailer Pick was. 
The new trailer hey, was really great. I, really I love pickles that. and Rick. <laughs> you can have the same. <laughs> this comes out at one. the end of July. Yes, okay. July thirtieth is, um, I believe, what they said. Cool, I cannot. Post Comic Con. No way. Uh, in slightly other news, also coming out this month. If you're a fan, uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil season. Oh three. yeah, season three. <gasps> it's actually slated to have a movie. It has an ending date for how many seasons and then a movie. Oh my god. Yeah. I am on board. It's supposed to have like seven seasons in a movie. I don't know how. Rad. I have absolutely Perfect. no idea what you're talking about. I discovered Star like, versus the Forces of Evil when we finally got the shitty Hulu account so that we could watch Handmaid's Tale. Unless you're listening, Hulu, you're great. No, your pricing structure sucks. <laughs> anyway, um, so I discovered Star versus the Forces of Evil and then... Of course, handed it off to Brandon because it just seemed like his his perfect thing. Well, what is it? Okay. I have no it, idea what you're a, talking it's about. It's a program on Disney XD. It started in the middle of when Gravity Falls was airing, and this is like the thing. If you if you loved Gravity Falls and you want to see another show with a similar comedic styling, then you want to jump over to Star versus the Forces of Evil. Okay. It's, it's about a magical girl from an, from another world, a, a magical the magical land of Muni, who is basically an exchange student on Earth. And she I feel has, like I've seen this anime. Uh, yeah, well, what's great about it is that it's not <laughs> but anime. But this is good. <laughs> she has a magic wand with a star in the center of it. No, if you like kooky girls that kick ass and have magic and it's not I, all about... I, and here's the thing. Like, well, there are some, some boy it, things. It's, but. So she doesn't like shack up with a teenage boy and... Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. She gotcha. hasn't shacked up with anybody, but... Gotcha. Okay. It's, I love the theme Well, song. there was a demon in hell she used to date. But we don't talk. You know. it, it's it's a slice of life show that has really fun side plots, really great supporting cast, and um, season one's good. Season two season is two like is phenomenal. Gloves are off. They were like, I think here's what I think happened. I think Disney was like, shit. Okay, so we let Gravity Falls in. We didn't we didn't force Alex Hirsch to make more of the show, even though he wanted to end it. What do we have? Oh, we got this show. Let's uh, say, hey, uh, folks who are making Star, um, would you be okay with uh, doing more? Uh, long form storytelling and some really dark bits and they're like oh shit we can do that okay <laughs> so in season two they have multiple episodes dedicated to the suffering of their lead villain yeah and huh. and building and fundamentally changing that character and building his army and it's amazing right. building his backstory building his army and eagle and spider building his power eagle and spider are the best it's it's crazy what they do to that character out of after like being like fucking basically read a repulse of the first season is like wow huh it's no it sounds like i'll good. have to check that one out just just because you compared it to gravity falls and i love that show there's so. there's actually i mean you go on tumblr you're gonna see a ton of crossover art people i'm not gonna go on to tumblr a, i know you're not gonna but <laughs> no. if, if you did no if you I'm, did no that's not even in this galaxy will i <laughs> go into tumblr i'm just i'm just saying you're in it right now the, the oh, fan the fan shit. base has a, ma- a substantial venn diagram crossover and there's a good reason for it so if you like pie charts and diagrams I feel like you can just link will, this to me. And I don't think I don't he does. Have to go on Tumblr. He, I think he likes. I will tell you. I will describe them to you on an audio format show. That's what I, I will do. Taking us out is a brand new track by Mark with a C from his new EP, half serious, half kidding, and uh, this track it's it's called Selfies, and it's actually a cover of a rap song, which Mark has turned into not a rap song, rap song by Starf, who is. Not only a fantastic nerdcore rapper, but also a longtime Patreon supporter of Nerdy Show. This is from originally his 2014 record, Have Some Fun. But now, like I said, it's on uh, Mark's EP, which is a stepping stone between his prior album, Unicorns Get More Bacon, 
and whatever comes next. And, I might add, I'm in the music video for it. So if you want to see me rolling around on the floor in sprinkles and, who and, and, uh, and, and hundreds and thousands, then uh, get excited for it. We'll link to it on this episode's page. You can hear both versions of selfies at nerdy.fm, our nerd music station, online and on app on Apple and Android. Here's Selfies by Mark with a C. selfies how good am i looking tell me tell me narcissism ain't all that healthy self-worth through the roof i'm so wealthy the results on all my favorite social media do you like it will you share it if not i'll grin and bear it because i don't even care it's my favorite pastime on the net don't forget i don't regret looking good even though i used it haven't seen me since yesterday so here's a small smattering don't mind the granulation this webcam's not too flattering a gathering of everyone to see my Look, don't tell me to stop, that's why it's called Facebook Instagram was made for instant gratification It feels got your back if you wanna move in creation So come with me and indulge, let's all do it quick Don't concern yourself with backlash, just take another pic You can upload it fast, I'm sure you're looking fine But I missed it, I was too busy reflecting on mine Damn, I look nice and you'd have to agree Every side is my good side, here's four more pics to prove it, see Arrogant narcissist, <laughs> clearly though It's the middle of the night again, so here we go I'm taking selfies, I'm taking selfies How good am I looking? Tell me, tell me Narcissism ain't all that healthy Self-worth through the roof, I'm so wealthy I'm taking selfies, I'm taking selfies How good am I looking? Tell me, tell me Narcissism ain't all that healthy Self-worth through the roof, I'm so wealthy Stop being inspected, red eye detected
look at me, look at me, another selfie. Don't tell me it's out of control. I remove the stigma. I mean, I know the selfie album's getting kind of big, huh? I mean, I guess it's really not too big. The selfie folder on my hard drive is only two gigs. There's always room for more, always room for me. And besides, I just got a new shirt. I know you wanna see. So the moral of the story. Hold on, I gotta take a quick pic. Tell me how I look tonight. Here it goes, click, click. I'm taking selfies, I'm taking selfies How good am I looking? Tell me, tell me Narcissism ain't all that healthy Self-worth through the roof, I'm so wealthy I'm taking selfies, I'm taking selfies How good am I looking? Tell me, tell me Narcissism ain't all that healthy Self-worth through the roof As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.